You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. It's so good to have you with us. This season is sponsored by the Brandon Valley Area Chamber of Commerce. Thank you so much for believing in what we're doing and being a part uh, of this cool conversation where we're building community one conversation at a time. Today on the Lynx Podcast, we have a very special guest, Brandon resident, Scott Asseltine. Scott, welcome to the Lynx Podcast. Well, thank you, John. I'm glad, awful glad to be here. We've been waiting for this moment. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like all of our community has been anticipating your appearance on this on the on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. Like, well, they have a lot more going than than me. So, <laughs> see you. You've been you've been kind of on my list of people to get because I I've gotten to know you as a neighbor in in Brandon and gotten to know your story and your family and and uh, I'm just excited for you to share with everyone who's listening, your your story, how you got to Brandon, where you came from. I mean, we do have lim- – we're limited. We've only got a few hours here, but uh, I'd love to for you to share your story. I mean, co- going all the way back to childhood days growing up. I can do that. I was uh, born at a very early age uh, in a hospital because I wanted to be near my mother. But uh, I was born in Howell, Michigan, actually long enough ago that it was a maternity home. It wasn't even wow. in a hospital. But I uh, grew up in the Howell area, um, moved to Flint, Michigan in third grade, stayed there till I graduated, uh, came out here to Sioux Falls College back then in 1970, and uh, liked the weather and basically decided to stay. So so how does the red and, and the purple, I mean, do you still wear like purple? I mean, are you still a coup? Are you still a cougar? I still listen to the broadcasts. I am a very... Uh, I've, What's the word? I'm I'm superstitious, so You're I don't go to the games where they lose. So <laughs> okay. I stay away from the games. I, I'm sure I'm sure Coach is very grateful that you uh, that you're that you're watching safely from home. <laughs> I I sure try. Uh, and so I came out here in 1970. It was when I graduated. It was very high unemployment in Michigan. Went back there, attempted to find work. Uh, there's not a lot of call for musicologists in. Uh, in a depressed area. So I came back out here, found work at Ostad's and, um, in 1975 and had different jobs throughout. And now I'm retired. So what was, so what was your degree in from Sioux Falls college? It was in, um, musicology, music, music, the study of music, basically. Okay. In other words, you, I studied music for four years yeah. and didn't learn anything. <laughs> So like like from Michigan, so you share in common like like with uh, Kid Rock and Eminem, you have kind of the same roots as they do, correct? I hope not. <laughs> I got you. I, More. No, they're well, they're from Michigan, uh, yes, but uh, so was Gerald Ford, <laughs> a Michigan man. Well, great. Well, so now fill us in a little bit. You talk. So how did you get from Sioux Falls College, working in Sioux Falls? How, how did you end up in Brandon? What was it that drew you to Brandon? When my daughter got married, uh, she asked that uh, if we ever have children, would you take care of our children for us? And my wife said, sure, I'll retire and do that. And I followed along with that uh, in 20, 
15, we all decided to move. Uh, or, uh, my daughter and her husband, Laura and Rob, decided they would move to uh, Brandon. They came and found a house in Brandon. Luckily, there was a house lot right next door to it that had just been started. It wasn't sold yet. We put in offers on both houses. We got them. So we live next door to Laura and Rob and our two grandchildren, Bennett and Baker. Yeah, Bennett and Baker. And that's, and that's kind of when you, you've worked this whole career, and, and now your role, you said you're retired, but you're not fully retired. Talk to us about your little... Well, uh, after a number of uh, different jobs and moving through administration, I finally got my CEO position. So I'm, I am CEO of B2 Enterprises. B2 Enterprises is Baker and Bennett, and I'm CEO, and I caught so that I'm now um, Chief Entertainment Officer, and that's my job <laughs> is to keep them entertained and keep them uh, moving along and stuff that's, like that. Yeah. So I'm sure that. That the uh, that your boss, your wife Marie, I'm sure she loves having you around for that. We work well together, and she does a very fine job with the boys. She does. She's she, your your wife is amazing. I, I you know people always kind of say that about outkicking their coverage. Oh yes, <laughs> I think that. I mean, they had you in mind. I think when they came up with that, right? That's right. That term was exact. I even had a, I had my hand up as a fair catch, and it. <laughs> and uh, and I no one uh, took advantage of it till she did. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Good. Well, that's cool. You guys are an amazing family, and it's been a, it's been cool to get to know you. Talk a little bit about kind of being in Brandon now for about about seven years. So, what are some of the other things you're involved in in Brandon? How do you you know as a as a grandpa, as a, as a husband? I mean, how do you how do you serve the community? I mean, when you don't have when you got some downtime, I mean, how do you how do you serve in Brandon? Well, you did say I wasn't retired, and so uh, I'm just looking at it as being repurposed or refocused, which is what I think that um, retirement should be. Uh, the Bible doesn't use that word retirement. You right. always see them moving into something else. Um, the Levites could work for like 20, as a priest or as in their priestly roles, only about 25 to 30 years. And then they were not kicked to the side, but they were moved out of. They couldn't do the chief priest roles right. anymore. They could only serve uh, the chief priests and things like that. So we look at it as, and I look at it as being repurposed, refocused, yeah. right. let's say. And so I, a Abraham uh, and Moses were like senior citizens when they yeah. got called, right? So you're younger than them, both of them. Still, still, still. <laughs> and uh, when. Uh, when I ended up leaving my last employment to begin working or to, be, to begin babysitting and taking care of things, I realized that we didn't know much about Brandon. We'd been living in Sioux Falls for the last 40 years or whatever it was, you know, 35, 40 years. And so I decided I would take up bus driving for the school district because that would allow me to learn more about the community, even learn where some of the streets are in the right. community. And uh, when I did that, then I started to meet other bus drivers, started to meet people in, within the school district, principals and, and teachers. And so that was uh, good for me as a community member. We were still worshiping in Sioux Falls at that time and for a couple of years after that. And then we realized we need to be in the Brandon community. 
there's good churches in there, but we needed to be in that Brandon community and serve the Brandon community instead of driving to Sioux Falls right. all the time and doing whatever they do in Sioux Falls. Yeah, you, it, it's interesting to see kind of how that has developed that heart for being a part of the community, fully invested. That's led you and your your wife, and this is really Marie's brainchild here, mm-hmm. but it's led you to, to start a ministry here in Brandon. Uh, talk about your the ministry that you guys, well, Marie started, you kind of running shotgun for well, it. But. I'm the key holder. You're the key <laughs> Uh, I opened the doors, and uh, but anyhow, we uh, realized that uh, Brandon is a great community to walk in. There, it's there's flat areas, there's hilly areas, uh, and there's a lot of communities areas that you can walk in outside. But there's no real good place inside that you can walk. And uh, we had spent a couple of winters driving to Sioux Falls and walking in the mall and driving back. And so that took two hours out of our evenings. And sure. that Why didn't, didn't you just walk to Sioux Falls? <laughs> Could have. <laughs> walk to Sioux Falls, walk back, and be done with it. In uh, those, uh, those were the winter. I mean, we spent the winter times, and that's because of snow and ice and cold. And so when uh, you mentioned that the church sat yeah. empty for a good number of hours every week, we decided, we'd ask, why don't we just open up the church? And from there, we it uh, turned into kind of, let's open the church up for a couple of hours. We go Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 5.30 to 7.30. We open up um, not only the church, but some of the areas in the church. So if you walk a big circle in the church, there's 20 laps to a mile, approximately. 20 laps to a mile. And... Um, we're walking on the worship center's carpet, which you said you wanted to get uh, replaced anyhow, so we're going to wear that out for you. <laughs> we, we got to. I, I mean, I'm that's not why sure your finance board knows about that part yet. Uh, there's a lot of things we don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's growing. We started it this year, and actually this year it's been pretty decent for walking outside yeah, right? for much of the uh, fall and early winter. We've just... You know, had some cold weather recently, but there's a a small crew of people that yeah. show up on a, throughout the week and and walk. And, and so, and I mean, what is what do you? I mean, there's no there's there's no cost to it. You just need to come come to the church at five thirty uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and just you just walk. That's right, you just walk. You can if you come with friends, it's wide enough that you can walk side by side and chatter. If you come alone, then usually you can find someone else to chatter with. That's and meet somebody new, yeah. Know, or, or just walk within your own. I walk, and I'm reading a book the whole time, and so nice. Um, uh, and you can walk at your own pace; so you don't have to walk any. You know. So it's just a uh, a ministry, for lack of a better term, yeah. that the church is uh, is allowing, yeah. and uh, Marie and I take uh, take charge of that. And there's really not many rules, other than we just ask you to sign up if we need to sign if we need to find an emergency contact or something. Sign up and and show up and walk. Um, if you don't if you don't show up by seven or so, then we're usually sneaking out by then. Yeah, it's, I, I know the the last couple of years have helped me understand the importance of of community and and helping people and and really. Uh, 
you know, as a church, we, we're here, we, we, we exist, I mean, to help people. And I'm so thankful that you and Marie have, have really stepped out and said, hey, we want to help people and give them a place to walk uh, that's where they're not freezing or slipping on the ice. It's cool. It's, uh, and I'm not saying that there isn't a place in Brandon that, you know, but it's hard to find an open gym. Uh, during the winter, it's hard to find other. Uh, many ple- people don't like walking on treadmills, and so and those cost money typically. Whether you have them in your home or if you have them, uh, if you go to a one of the fitness centers, so mm-hmm. this gives them a free area to walk. It's indoors. It's uh, you're close to the doors. I mean, you can park right next to the door, and you're in there and you're walking. So. Yeah, and I, I like we don't have mirrors either. That's probably a distraction for many people, you know, <laughs> looking no, at themselves, checking each other out in the mirrors. There's no mirrors and there's no <laughs> preening or uh, making fun of anybody. We just walk. Yeah, that's awesome. And sometimes we even turn some music on so you can walk to a some. Well, I would expect that, being a yes. musicologist. Yes. It's finely uh, curated playlist. That that K Love might have had, <laughs> not M M&M, M, no M M&M. and no no okay. M M&M, uh, M, no, M&M, okay. no Smokey Robinson, no Temptations, no Diana Ross and the Supremes. Well, I tell you what, this has been great, Scott. Uh, what what do you what have you now you've you've plugged into Brandon? I mean, this is your community guy, but what, what have you really appreciated? What's unique about Brandon that you've appreciated, uh, and what do you what do you love about about community and Brandon? Most of my plugging in has been through the school district. And what I see in the school district from the, uh, the teachers, the aides, uh, through the principals, through administration, this is a great educational community. Uh, a lot of my contact has been with the principals of uh, the intermediate school or the middle school. And uh, their desire to keep these kids in school um, Teach them more than just the ABCs and the two plus twos. Uh, uh, The principles I've come across are teaching these kids, trying to teach these kids life skills, trying to teach them your behavior will set the tone for the rest of your life. And that's uh, the part that I really enjoy is to see, is to be part of helping the kids get to school so that they can get this kind of training that uh, they're not going to get at home or at uh, in many places at home, um, at least the kids I drive. <laughs> yeah, you this uh, I know in in the school district in the summer you've I don't know if you were a part of this, but have you were you a part of the the summer program the nutrition program? Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about how how that worked out and how you were able to still make connections even in the summer with with the school. Mm-hmm. That summer program is very good. They get free meals brought to them uh, to their neighborhoods. Um, and and them is any, a, anyone in the school district, anyone right? in the school district, right. eighteen and uh, eighteen and under, whether they attend Brandon School or not. As we take, we go to the district wow. neighborhoods. Wow! But if there's kids that are homeschoolers or whatever, they're eighteen and under. The federal grant allows us to to feed them. I did not do the summer program this last year. But in 2020, uh, when we shut down for COVID, we still had we still felt that we need to feed the kids. Yeah. Uh, uh, most of the kids, if not all of them, have available to them in the schools 
free breakfasts and free lunches. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody can take advantage of that. We needed to push that farther out into the neighborhoods. And so there were uh, a group of us right after COVID shut the schools down, a group of us met at the nutritional center there behind the high school, picked up meals in bags and milk and juices and things like that, drove them to these neighborhoods and just handed them out like a soup yeah. kitchen, only free. Nice. You know, nice. we just, you know, the kids come up and we handed them out, wrote. How, how did the and kids then, react to that? Or what, what was that like when they saw you and they, and you were handing food out? What was that like for you or for them and for you? What was that like? My two impressions of that were one is the kids were pleased that we came up there because they were getting food that they may not have gotten at home. Um, they saw some people they are familiar with, whether it was nutrition people from their uh, school or whether it was teachers or uh, administrative staff that came, rode along on the bus and went out there. Hey, for, um, After about a week, the staff decided, well, the school's going out there with lunches, we could just send their assignments along too. Then sure. the levels dropped down just a little bit. <laughs> the level of excitement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, hi, Principal X. You know, oh, you've got my assignment? You know, um, uh, I was, uh, I think everyone involved was uh, was pleased that we were able to go out there. Yeah, I think that the uh, part that they weren't so pleased with was that the percentage of people that took advantage of it was way low, maybe one out of five. Uh, we would go up with, um, initially we'd go up with 120 some meals and might give out uh, 20, 25. Yeah, and that was kind of uh, distressing, I think. And I don't know what it was, whether it was they didn't want to say that they didn't need it or uh, or if they just weren't aware of it or if they had moved out of the district because they had to go someplace else. The district I went into was heavily, would be heavily employed by um, Smithfield or anything, and just initially that was where there was a lot of uh, the COVID issues. So then. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think your your route, I mean, is really outside of the Brandon City, but it's still in the school. Talk talk a little bit about where you go on your on your route uh, relative to to Sioux Falls because you have a unique. unique I have route. A, I have a unique route. There are actually three of us uh, that go up into this one neighborhood, and it is in northeast Sioux Falls, north of Interstate ninety east of Cliff Avenue that's uh, familiarly called the Northern Heights Granite Valley area. And there are actually three of us buses that go in there every day and pick up kids. And uh, we each have our own schools that we go to. I pick up primarily and solely for intermediate school. Another bus picks up solely for Brandon Elementary. And the other bus picks up for middle school and high school. There's another bus that even goes farther north than that, uh, past Renner Corner and east. Oh, wow. Okay. And then there's a number of Suburbans so, and vans that go up in there, that, uh, whether a wheelchair van or Suburbans that pick up early childhood or junior K kind of kids. Wow, you, you don't realize when we talk Brandon – it stretches. I mean, north of Sioux Falls on Cliff on East Side. I mean, that's a that's a. Most people I didn't realize that 
you know, you think about that, you don't realize you're in the Brandon School District when you're north of 90 on cliff. North of 90 on cliff and east of Minnesota border, uh, south um, around 26, no, it's farther than that. Um, 41st Street or something like that, south, and then over to the Iowa border, you know, the granite area and stuff. We have buses. We have 26 morning routes, 25 afternoon routes of just the yellow, big yellow buses that you see. And then there's a dozen and a half of, uh, of vans and suburbans that go out and pick up kids. If there's somebody listening that, that wants to get involved and wants to drive for the district it, are there opportunities for that, or how could someone, if someone was interested, how could they find out about getting involved in the team? Well, I'm sure that, uh, well, not, I know that we need people. Uh, we uh, we struggle to fill the routes uh, with uh, our own people and substitutes, plus any of the activity routes that we might need or field trip routes. Uh, it gets quite hectic during the day sometimes with activity routes and and field trips and then try to get back to pick up our regular routes. So substitute drivers or uh, even more full-time drivers are really needed. You would call uh, the transportation office at uh, 582-3514, ask for Dave, and he can, he is the transportation uh, supervisor. He can make sure that you start to get the training that you need, tell you what you need to do. And uh, it's sim- it's basically a simple matter of uh, learning the buses, learning how to uh, inspect the buses, learning what's needed to drive the buses, and then taking and then working on the the driver's tests that you have to take, where they're written down at the DMV or the driving tests that our security people, not security safety people, yeah, send right. us. Uh, and uh, it, it's really simply, it's not that tough to drive a bus. Well, I appreciate you, Scott, and your willingness to serve our community in that way, serve our school and our, our families and our kids. Uh, you're making a huge difference every day. Thank you for joining us on the Lynx podcast. We'll have to have you some back sometime. We'll talk more about the CEO gig that you got. <laughs> uh, you climbed the ladder. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, finally got there. <laughs> All right. And they're great kids to work for. All right. They are amazing. They're amazing. I'm boys. finding at my age, I'm working for younger people all the time. I have younger pastors. I have younger people I'm working for. It used to be, I would say. You, know. hey, you got to watch out for those younger pastors. There's <laughs> something else. All right. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate you. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks!